1: Every time you get on the bus and go to the meet, every time you warm up, every time you warm down, everything that we do, you have to do it together. You have to become one. She's got the best time right now this season in the Atlantic 10 in the 100 press at 104.7, over a second better than anybody else right now in the conference. And she's on pace to break that, Tim. It was only just over 31 seconds in the first two laps. And Strelsek turning for home. She looks like she might have cooled her jets just a little bit there. Uh, she went out really fast for a dual meet. And she'll be, she'll be close, but it, it'll, uh, you know, she just wanted to make sure she got out for the win more than anything else. And that she does. A time of 107 21. Second place again goes to the men and women Megan Nowak. And in third will be Tavis Potter. So it's a 1 2 3 sweep.
0: here and welcome to day 53 of the podcast. Hi, Bob. We are kicking off a new week and we are going to do a themed week, which is always fun. We are going to have assistant coach week. So we are going to kick off this Monday with Scott Whitback, who was an assistant coach while I was on the team. He was there from 06 to 08. So my sophomore and junior year. And it was so great to catch up with Scott and see how he's doing. He is currently a head coach out in New York, and um, luckily his team is still practicing, although they don't have meets. But how it is with all COVID things? Just um weird times. <laughs> so um it was it was fun to hear from Scott as we travel down Memory Lane. So let's go ahead and dive right in. We welcome Scott who was an assistant coach for Bob uh, 06 to 08. Thanks for joining us Scott.
1: Sure, I'm happy to be here.
0: We're happy to have you here, and we are celebrating Bob's retirement, and I'd love to hear some of your favorite memories with him.
1: Yeah, there are so many great memories. Obviously, I was an MBA student when I was there and helping out with uh, with both programs, but mostly with the women's program, especially my second year. But specifically, Bob and I shared a hotel in Puerto Rico and um, some great memories of going on the jungle hike. Yes. Um, and just that was something and that I just when I took my team to Puerto Rico this past year, I actually called Bob and tried to figure out if we could go mm-hmm. um, because I, I really enjoyed that hike and I hadn't been back to Puerto Rico in 12 years. Um, and also probably what also stands out was just, um, although I was new to the team, um, just the team finishing second at Atlantic Tens in 2007, which I thought was a great team effort. And I know Bob was very proud of of the group that year and how everybody swam.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such an exciting year because we had worked so hard and and got got second place. And I remember everyone was just so ecstatic to have achieved that goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I remember those T-shirts. Do you remember that had like the five, four, three, and then the, at, at the end of the weekend, uh, girls were all putting out the number two as if they were counting down to uh, mm-hmm. hopefully winning the next championship. But it was pretty cool how everybody was super pumped about that. Yeah, uh, I. That, actually... that was also a year where the guys retook the championship too. I had just such good feelings mm-hmm. on the last night from both teams um, in 2007 in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I, that is one of my favorite shirts. I actually still wear it to this day. Really? <laughs> I do, <laughs> that's yeah.
1: A, <laughs> that's an old one now. I can't believe it would still exist at this point.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I have a lot of my UMass gear still left. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah, and, um, and working with Bob, like, what was that experience like?
1: Well, just Bob, um, he, he understood the thing that I really loved the most about Bob and loved working with Bob is that he, he understood that, that swimming, of course, was a big part of my life as well as all of his athletes lives, but there was more to it. And he was very understanding and he tried to get to know you personally. Um, and you know, for me, I mean, I was, you know, I, I had never lived East of Ohio and moved, um, to Massachusetts. Right. And mm-hmm. was in a, a accelerated dual masters program was very busy with different things and Bob was very supportive and he was very appreciative and gave me some great responsibilities and I got a chance to work with all the different swimmers and I just felt like I had a good uh, great coaching relationship with, with Bob mm-hmm. and had a great experience learning from him um, and seeing how he managed all the different personalities on the team which was fantastic
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, that is so great to hear um, and well wishes for his retirement
1: I I hope him the very best. And, you know, I still follow the program, have always followed the program from afar, right? Obviously Uh, many years later, I don't know anybody on the team and, uh, you know, live now much further away. I live in Rochester, New York now. So there's no, there's no dropping back into UMass or anything um, very much with little kids at home. But, um, you know, I hope that uh, he takes full advantage as a college coach. I understand how much work goes into this and it's not just, when you're on the pool deck it is it is the stress of managing everybody and the planning and the recruiting and the recruiting never stops mm-hmm. and the paperwork is unbelievable and I know what that's like and I can understand that uh, it's probably a real pleasure to not have to deal with much of that stuff and I'm hoping he's taking full advantage of that
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely no no more paperwork Bob you are relieved <laughs> of your paperwork du- duties <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. But this has been so great. Thanks for joining us, Scott.
1: You're welcome.